Good evening, my lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Cerberus with me, Miss Bradley. Um, I hope everyone has had a lovely week and that you are all making good choices and are very happy out there. Um, tonight is an interesting night because today we had a solar eclipse. Now, it was very early this morning and only people higher in the Northern Hemisphere, so Maine, New England, Canada, that sort of area of the world was able to truly see it. And it was not a complete solar eclipse. It was a partial eclipse. Um, it's called an annular solar eclipse. And essentially, there was... It made it almost look like a ring of fire or perhaps even horns in certain parts and if you can find pictures of it please do it was gorgeous I of course live in Florida and so I wasn't able to actually see it with my own two eyes but um, I've seen the pictures and it was beautiful um, I want to go ahead and talk about a little what's going on cosmically, astro astrologically, um, especially dealing with the eclipses that we've had recently because we did just have a lunar eclipse, I want to say a couple weeks ago with our supermoon. And um, with that being said, um, there are things called nodes. A node is a mathematical point in space, okay? Um, it is essentially a point that travels as well in a cyclical circle just like um well not cyclical excuse me a circle just like our planets do and just like the moon does around this around the earth and it is a point in astrology for change and rebirth and what's lovely is our lunar eclipse kind of locked in with the southern node and this solar eclipse coincided with the north node. Now, the nodes go in a circle that lasts 18 months. Their travel time from beginning to end of their circle is approximately 18 months. And each 18 months is a period of change, of renewal. And this particular travel time, this particular 18-month process, um, is meant to kind of represent your karmic path and challenges in life. Um, passions, now is a great time to begin um, new relationships or new beginnings and get rid of the old to make way for the new. Um, this past journey around the sun for the nodes began in 2020 and was about change. Believe it or not, we all had some change um, with COVID, with everything else going on. We've all seen some change in the world, and now it's time to find your passions and to mend your relationships that are meant to be mended and to move on from relationships that you're not meant to be in, whether that be romantic or whether that be professional or friendship. Now is the time to make those moves. Um, this journey is individual to each of us. And 
it's meant to enact our creativity, um, our, our individual passions, and it basically just signals the beginning of a movement with the sun, the moon, and Mercury, and all of the planets. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, not everyone truly believes in it, um, but it is something that is very interesting if you look into it. And I'm sure I'll probably have a show in that at a later date. Um, I have a lot of ideas for shows. If anyone has any ideas of things they'd like to hear me talk about, feel free to email me. Um, my email is CerberusMagic, that's magic with a CK, not just a C, at gmail.com. And feel free, I will answer any questions that you have, and I will also make a point to talk about the things that you asked me to talk about. Now, the original subject I was going to talk about today, until I realized that today was going to be a solar eclipse, is it's kind of mundane for some people, but for me in particular, anyone who knows me knows I'm a cat mommy. I always have been. I always will be. Cats are just a part of who I am. Yes, I have a doggy. His name is Armand. He's wonderful. Um, but I have always had cats. And one of the main goddesses that I work with is Bast, um, the Egyptian cat goddess. And one thing that I wanted to talk about was cats and how they relate in a metaphysical manner. So, um... Round about when humanity started uh, planting crops and domesticating animals, um, we started growing things and settling down and not being so nomadic. And with growing crops and building houses and having animals around, that comes rodents, mice, rats, ferrets, gophers, any of that. Cats basically domesticated themselves. They saw that we had something that was sedentary, that was staying put, and it brought food for them. And so they came and they were like, hey, cool, I'm going to eat your rodents. So they would. They would come and they would eat the pests. And we were perfectly fine with them. And they were perfectly fine with us because it was a mutually beneficial relationship. Eventually, cats decided, hey, these big gangly creatures here will provide me with treats and other things if I do fun things for them. So eventually, cats started realizing that if I'm nice to humans, humans will feed me without me having to hunt. And so that's what happened. And now here we are, and we have cats for pets. Now, the ancient Egyptians revered cats for multiple different reasons. One of which is that cats, they give birth to litters, and when they give birth, they purr. Cats seem not to have pain when they give birth. I'm not saying that they don't have pain. Birth is a painful process. But cats purr while they do it. And so the ancients thought that they did not feel pain when they did so, which is partially a reason why Bost in and of herself is a fertility goddess. Cats are often seen as symbols of fertility because of this. Um, another thing about cats that has really sort of um, made people revere them is how they are so ferociously protective of their young and of those that they truly learn to love. Um, cats are 
they're not necessarily pack animals, not like dogs, where dogs just need a pack. Cats can be on their own, but they are fiercely protective of those whom they love. And probably the more, I guess, pressing at the time reason why the ancients really truly liked cats is because cats, they can see the things that people can't see. If you've ever been in a room with a cat and you just see them looking off into the distance and like looking like they're chasing something that's not there that you can't see, chances are they can see it. Um, whether you go from a metaphysical point or if you go from a scientific point, cats can see things that we can't. Um, they have more rods and cones in their eyes than we do and they're eyes are shaped differently than ours are. So they're able to pick up frequencies and certain light variations that we can't see. They perceive the world in a different way. The way that their eye is shaped makes them obviously a predator because they're able to make their slit so small that they can see things and they have binocular vision. So if they're sitting here next to you, they can see what's across the room perfectly fine little bug, a little piece of dust, a mouse, they can see it because they're born hunters. And from a metaphysical standpoint, it is believed that cats are in and out of this plane of existence. So to explain what that means, we live in a plane of existence. What we know is our reality is a plane and there is a theory or multiple theories out there of different planes like heaven and hell, the um, living world and the, the world of the dead, um, past, present, future, being able to touch these things, um, different planes of existence. And it was believed that cats were the guardians of the underworld because they could see when spirits were not where they belonged and they would protect people from evil spirits. Another reason why um, cats are revered in that way is, you know, the idea that a witch is familiar is a cat. Um, in, you know, you see particularly in the media or, or in um, books, movies, things of that nature, a black cat, it doesn't necessarily have to be a black cat, but you see a lot of witches with cats and that's because cats can be a part of that practice. They feel things, they see things, they understand energy in a way that other animals may not. Um, that's not to say that other animals might not pick up on these things. My dog in particular um, picks up on a lot of things. Um, of course, Armand is also a little neurotic sometimes. So he'll just bark just to bark and hear himself speak. But uh, no, he picks up on things sometimes things that even my elderly cat might not notice um, because Charlie's losing his sight and his hearing. So he's old, he's 16. Um, but cats in particular are, are known for being able to see things and, and feel things that may not be there. For an example, when I was much younger and I would practice my craft with a friend of mine, um, my cat at the time, her name was Izzy, short for Isabella. 
Um, she was this little teeny tiny thing, so small, no bigger around than my wrist, teeny, teeny, tiny. When I, we first found her, she fit in the palm of my hand, this little tiny gray fluff ball with big ears and a teeny tiny tail and blue eyes. Her eyes, of course, changed later, but she was so young when we got her. And Izzy may very well have been my animal love of my life, um, like my soulmate in an animal form because she was the most amazing cat. This cat loved me more than anyone on the planet. She understood me more than anyone. She, um, she was two years younger than my Charlie boy, and they didn't quite get along at first, but then they became best friends. Um, and they would cuddle together, they would love on each other, they would clean each other. And she was this little tiny, they called her a pastel calico. She was gray with a little bit of peach and like peanut buttery colors in her and just a touch of white or tan, more tan. Um, just this teeny tiny little thing. When I finally got her fixed, she got super fat. I tried not to let her get fat, but it just happened. She blew up. She looked like a little toad. <laughs> but uh, she was the sweetest cat ever. And when I would cast a circle, which for those who don't know, casting a circle is essentially something that is done um, in witchcraft. Um, you call upon the elements and the different corners with the elements. So north, east, south, west, earth, air, fire, water. Um, basically, you, you call upon those for protection. You cast what is kind of a metaphorical circle around you to protect you while you do whatever you're going to do. Um, you ask for the protection and the strength and the energy from the four points and from the main elements, and then you do what you need to do within the circle for protection. It's basically like a magical bubble that protects you from everything outside while you do what you're going to do on the inside. And Izzy always instinctively knew when we were going to set this stuff up. We would put our points and our little offerings in the points, and I had my stones for earth, I had incense for air, had candles for fire, and I had a little bowl of water for um, water. And um, she would walk the circle. We wouldn't even have anything marking the circle, but she would walk the circle and she would wind herself between the things that we would have on the floor, the candles and the incense and the stones and everything else that we had, the water. And she would just constantly, while we did our work, she would just constantly walk the circle. And if she got tired of walking the circle and she felt that she'd given enough energy to it, she would come and she would sit in my lap for the remainder. And when it was time to take the circle down or break the circle, which basically means that you're thanking the elements and the four points for their support and for their protection, and you slowly but surely remove the protection of the circle and you release the energy that was built there, she would then also walk it with me as we would break the circle. She was the most sensitive animal I've ever met. Um, she lived a short life, but a very important life in my mind. Um, poor thing ended up with a saddle thrombosis, which is essentially where a, uh, a large blood clot comes from the heart. Um, cats have a large artery that go from the heart down to the back legs, and then it splits between the left and the right leg, saddle 
essentially. And um, she had a large uh, blood clot that came down and wedged there. And the likelihood of her surviving a surgery to remove it was very low. And if she um, did survive, then the chances of it happening again were very, very, very high. And we didn't want her to be in pain. And we didn't want her to suffer. And if she survived, if she survived the surgery, it was going to happen again. And so um, she ended up being eight, almost nine years old. And she was a wonderful cat. And I still miss her, and sometimes I still feel her around. There are days that I can feel that she's with me. I'll feel like a little dot on the bed, like she used to jump up on the bed and just, her weight. Because um, for being such a little thing, she was heavy. Because um, like I said, she turned kind of into a toad. Um, it's not really funny. Fat cats, fat animals are not healthy. I tried very hard not to make her fat, but... <sighs> It happened. That was before I knew as much as I know about animals now and uh, knew about the foods that you feed them. And uh, she was a huge fan of the meow mix. <laughs> so, but no, cats can see things that we don't see. They can feel things that we might not necessarily feel or perceive. Um, and there are a lot of different cat deities out there. My particular two favorite, of course, are Bast. Bast is, Bast and Sekhmet, excuse me, ancient Egyptian um, deities. Now, I do tend to have an affinity for Egyptian gods. Um, I also work with um, some uh, Celtic lore. I, I work with the god, the goddess. I work with Seridwin. Um, I work with the Horned One and the Green Man, and I also do some ancestor work. But as far as other deities, um, I honor some Greek deities, especially Hecate. But, um, and then, of course, you've got your Tuatha de Danan, and I honor the Morrigan as well. Um, but as far as Egyptian deities, my main deities are Bast and Sekhmet. Now, Bost is a little black cat. She's seen with um, gold jewelry, a gold earring, gold necklace, and she is a fertility goddess. She is a mother, and she is a fierce protector of the home and the hearth. She is one that is prayed to for protection, for fertility needs, for um, healing, because cats, of course, they eat the vermin, and so that keeps disease from spreading. Now, Sekhmet is a warrior goddess. Sekhmet is a lioness, and she is fierce, and she is loyal, and she is unbelievably true to those whom she loves. And she is a mighty warrior. She um, is one that would be prayed to on the battlefield and is one to help the soldiers to get home because again she's a cat a lioness takes care of her pride you have one male lion and multiple lionesses in a pride of lions um, in fact the male lion will kill other male cubs 
and any other male lions around so that he can take over a pride because there's only one male so that there is a better chance for his offspring to be the offspring that survives. But a lioness, she is the one that goes out and hunts. She is the one that takes care of her pride. She is the one that takes care of the pups and the kittens. I meant kittens, not pups. <laughs> but um, she is the one that goes out and provides for her family. And so all of those qualities are in Sekhmet. And so those are my two favorite cat deities. There are others. I talk about what I am called to, not so much, you know, what might be out there. I mean, you see cats in other forms of media as well. For instance, there's a Red Lantern cat in um, DC World verse um, comic books. Um, I don't remember his name, but his story is heartbreaking. Um, he's abused and his person that he loves is dead and he's so angry that the red, uh, the red lantern ring finds him. And I know that I'm talking about craziness. I mean, that's kind of what I do, but <laughs> it's just a media representation of cats being powerful and protective and fiercely loyal. Um, so that's just something that I just really wanted to talk about. Um, you've got others and, um, oh, how funny. I'm sorry. I just pulled up my phone because I was curious if there were other, um, gods of cats or what have you that I was not paying attention to and I pulled it up and it said Bastet is ancient Greek religion known as Alirios. Um, I might have not said that right. Um, but Bastet, which is also Bast, that's just another name for her, was worshipped in Bubastis in Lower Egypt originally as a lioness goddess, a role shared by other deities such as Sekhmet. So that's something I was about to go into, was that Bast and Sekhmet are basically two sides of the same coin. Warriors, mothers, fertility, um, hearth and home and health. So that is basically what they are for. So those of you who have kitty cats out there, hug them and love them and um, show them that you, you appreciate them for all that they do. And for those who don't have cats out there, maybe you don't like them. Maybe they're not for you. Maybe you have another understanding of them now. Um, just from another, you know, viewpoint of what they might be. Um, I honestly thought I was going to talk longer on the subject. But um, <laughs> I think I'm kind of out of that. Um, I... Uh, wanted to also talk about the solstice is coming up and um i'm not exactly certain which date it is i will find out but the summer solstice is coming it is fast approaching and so when that date comes i will do a show for that as well um solstice of course being the longest day of the year um, the most amount of light, the least amount of darkness. And so this is a turning point. Past the solstice will be nothing but an increase of darkness every day until the 
um, winter solstice, which is also known as Yule. So I'll be going into that in another show. It is coming up. Um, I also want to delve into Greek mythology some in another show. So again, if anyone has any ideas, anything that you'd like to hear about, um, please reach out to me. Again, my email is Cerberus, that's with an S, S-E-R-B-E-R-U-S, magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. I will respond to any emails that I get. And you never know, I might read your email and respond to it on the show. But um, just feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Just know that you are loved. I hope you make great choices out there in the world and that you show your love to others around you and know that I love you, whoever you are. I love you more than all the stars in the sky and have a wonderful evening.